0: gender. (laughs) Am I, as a male, more likely to do well at university than you as a female or not?
1: Men are actually more likely to drop out than women.
0: Oh.
1: (laughs) Um, But the effect is actually not as large as going from full-time to part-time.
0: Welcome to the Grattan Institute podcast channel. Welcome to the Grattan podcast channel. I'm Paul Austin, the editor at Grattan Institute, and today we're discussing university dropout rates in Australia, and more particularly, what factors may make it more likely that you will drop out of university, and conversely, what things you can do to increase your chances of successfully completing university. And to make things easy for you, my guest, Itama Cherastidem, has been digging deep into the data. Itama is Grattan's Higher Education Fellow, and she's the co-author of our recent background paper called University Attrition, What Helps and What Hinders University Completion. Itama, welcome.
1: Great to be here, Paul.
0: Itema, can I begin by asking you to outline how big an issue this is? How many people go to university in Mm -hmm. Australia? And how many of them ultimately drop out?
1: Mm, Absolutely. So in 2018, so this year, we expect there to be about 240,000 students going to university, starting university, and of them, about 23% are expected to drop out, which is about 55,000 students.
0: About a quarter.
1: Mm, Absolutely.
0: Is that a big problem, would you say?
1: Well, um, we expect, we don't expect the attrition rate to be zero, so um, certainly, um, you know, that's not the aim, but we think that it is possible to reduce that number by a significant proportion.
0: Okay, so let's test that. Let's Mm. explore some of the factors which might make it more likely that someone will drop out of uni. Am I right in saying that studying part-time is the biggest risk factor of all?
1: Absolutely. So take a full-time student, for example, doing six or more subjects. Um, the, the risk that they're facing is about 20%. So that means 80% of them are expected to complete. Um, essentially, what does it mean? It means four in every five students are expected to finish. Now, of uh, the same student doing part-time, Um, you know, four or fewer subjects, their risk um, is much higher. So they expect their chance of completing is about 50%.
0: So from 80% down to 50%, depending on how many subjects one's inclined to take.
1: That's absolutely right.
0: And what sort of reason do you attribute that to, Edema?
1: Yeah, so we think a large part of that is due to the fact that many of them actually work part-time or some of them even work full-time and the lack of time that they actually get to spend on studying for going to classes, for example, is actually quite a big distraction. Mm-hmm. Many of them also have you know, young kids and that's also kind of dividing the time that they, making them much more busy and actually means that they have less time to study as well. Having said that, there's actually another study that looked into the um, controlling for those factors and part-time study remains a negative risk factor for completion.
0: Mm. And what about um, studying off campus or online?
1: Yeah, so we actually, that is a more surprising um, factor for us. We expect it online to be a negative risk factor. But once you control for things like part-time or age or other factors like university you went to, the effect is actually quite small.
0: And are there um, any significant differences in dropout rates between the so-called sandstone unis, the established old universities Mm. compared to the more numerous regional universities?
1: Um, Without controlling for other factors like part-time, ATAR, studying at a regional university, at a regional campus actually has a really, suggests a really high risk, so about 50% of them drop out. But we think that's largely because of them actually, a larger proportion of them study part-time. So once you control for the factor around Mm -hmm. part-time and age, the effect is actually relatively small. Um, In fact, the risk is actually quite similar to if you were to go from on-campus to online study.
0: So we still seem to be uh, identifying part-time versus full-time as the big differential so far. Absolutely. And what about um between different courses at university are there differences in the dropout rate between your average science student and your average arts student for example
1: so there is a real difference between different disciplines different courses um there's no the the, the difference between stem courses like engineering and science versus arts is actually not that big. Mm -hmm. The biggest difference comes from um, health related versus STEM courses. So if you're studying med or even nursing, your risk is actually relatively low compared to those who are studying engineering or science.
0: Again, any indications as to why that might be?
1: With engineering, we we think it's partly because of the effect of the difficulties involved. Um, There was a research that came out that looked into into prerequisite subjects for engineering, and it turns out that a larger portion of engineering courses, um, they don't require maths, uh, intermediate maths anymore, and it used to be quite a a, a more common um, requirement.
0: Mm. This one might sound obvious, Sitema, but students who do well at school, are they more likely to do well at university?
1: Absolutely, so we actually found that the higher the ATAR you have, the Lower the risks that you face, and therefore the higher chance that you, um, the higher chance of you completing your degree.
0: And just remind me what an ATAR is.
1: So, ATAR is essentially a, it, ATAR represents your high school scores, your marks in high school, mm-hmm. and you know, from there, you um, the VTAC, so in Victoria, for example, your tertiary admission centre would rank you um, with other people in your state and it tells you where you are in terms of how well you perform within that year.
0: So that the higher one's high school ATAR the better one is likely to do at university?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we actually looked into multiple ways in um, on how ATAR actually affected your, how well you would do at university. Mm -hmm. So the first thing we looked at was actually your chance of actually dropping out. So once you receive an offer, lower ATAR students are much more likely to drop out before the census day, which is when you're liable to pay for your fees. Um, In fact, For those with an ATAR below 60, a quarter of them leave before the census date, compared to about 6% 6 for those with an ATAR of 90 or above. Another reason why ATAR is so important is because it also it is also a good predictor Mm -hmm. for how well you would do in your first semester. For example, your chance of actually failing all of your subjects if if you have an ATAR of 60 or below is about 10%. Now, with an ATAR of 90 or above, your chance of failing all of your subjects in your first semester is about a fifth of that.
0: Okay, so we've identified part-time study as perhaps the biggest risk factor of all and you're now telling me that your ATAR score or ranking is another good predictor of success at university and yet am I not reading at the moment a discussion about whether ATAR is becoming less useful than it used to be and that fewer universities are actually using it?
1: There's been a lot of discussion on that. Um, it is true overall, so for all students, but that's largely because of the older students are an increasing share of all students. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if you're a young students, so you're a school leaver, you're leaving, university, leaving school this year, the, the statistics are actually misleading. Um, so in fact, three quarters of students actually, three quarters of school leavers enter university due to their ATAR.
0: So that if my children happen to be going through secondary school at the moment, mm. what would your advice be to them regarding their ATAR?
1: Yeah, do the best you can at, at school and trying to get the best ATAR that that you can um, get. Obviously, you know, we have to be cognizant about the health and well-being um and you know but but I think if you want to get into a course at university, get you know trying to get the best Atar you can is still your best bet.
0: I hope they're listening. <laughs> now what about um, some other person more personal characteristics of people who go to university and the impact that they may have on uh, success at university? Can we just run through a few? Um, perhaps the most basic of all <laughs> gender? Mm-hmm. am I? As a male, more likely to do well at university than you as a female or not?
1: Men are actually more likely to drop out than women. Oh. <laughs> um, but the effect is actually not as large as going from full-time to part-time. So, you know, there, there are things that you can do to, to certainly um, to improve your chance.
0: And again, let me ask you, Itamar, even harder question. Is mm. there any indication as to why that might be, why women on average are more likely to complete university?
1: Yeah so I think I we actually it, it, we can actually come out with a a reason for that unfortunately um, there was a lot of research around being conscientious and those kind of things but the evidence is is not conclusive in this area unfortunately.
0: No problem. What about Age, younger students versus older students at university?
1: Yeah, so the younger you are, the lower the risk you face generally. Um, There is a kind of a, a, a dip down in terms of the risk around when you're in your 40s. But in fact, overall, the younger you are, the lower the risk you face.
0: Of dropping out?
1: Of dropping out. That's is right. Is that
0: not counterintuitive? Is there not a sort of a value in being a more mature mm, person mm, at mm. university?
1: Absolutely. So I think we we think it's it's probably has a similar effect to the to the part time um, issue. That is, the older you are the many more distractions you face. So, you know, you probably have younger kids, you have other commitments in life, you're working, etc., and And those things we cannot, unfortunately, capture in our analysis. Mm,
0: so time pressures are obviously very important absolutely. for success at university. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, people with a disability?
1: Yeah, so people with disability actually face a, a higher risk than those without disability.
0: Mm-hmm, and... Uh, I'm going to guess that is indigenous indigeneity a similar factor?
1: Yeah, so um indigenous students face a much higher risk than non-indigenous students. Um in fact it's 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 second largest um, risk factor compared to um, part-time study
0: even after controlling for things like school score, ATAR?
1: Yeah, uh, even after controlling for ATAR, but unfortunately with ATAR, a lot of Indigenous students actually came through university without using the ATAR through either equity pathway programs and we don't have um, the ATAR information to be a control for um, those students, unfortunately.
0: Okay, so a couple more um, personal characteristics. Poorer students compared to students from well off families?
1: This is a, a perhaps surprising one. Um, we expected um, SES, so socioeconomic background, to be a really big um, factor. But once you control for things like age, part time, and ATAR, the effect is actually really small. It's essentially similar from um, going from on campus to online. Hmm.
0: And finally, uh, among these personal characteristics, um, are migrant students or the children of migrants when they go to university, people who may speak a language other than English at home, are they more inclined to drop out of university?
1: Yeah, so we didn't see a huge impact of country of birth or language spoken at home. The, the only one that is, 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 is um, worth, I guess, n- noting is the speaking East Asian language at home. And that has a positive impact on your completion. Um, so we're talking about Chinese, Korean or Japanese, um, but for other languages, it's, the effect is actually quite small.
0: So East Asian uh, language background, uh, more inclined to stay on and complete university. Absolutely. Okay, so let's sum up, Itamar. Some of these things that we've discussed can't be changed, obviously. Our gender, whether our parents spoke a language other than English and so on. But some of these things we can change, or at least influence we can, as individuals and policy makers, can make changes that uh, influence these matters. So I want you to give us the benefit of your research and thinking and writing on this issue. What would be your advice, itema to people listening to us now who are contemplating going to university? What should they be doing to give themselves their best chance of gaining a degree?
1: Sure. So if you are a, um, a student about to leave school right now, the best thing to do is go straight to university. Um, instead of actually going for work or take a gap year, for example, the, the best thing you can do is go straight to university. Now, for everyone else, um, if you consider studying part-time, try to avoid doing that. Um, Obviously, you know, you have many other, you probably have other factors why you want to study part-time, but if it is at all possible, try to study full-time or at least try to study as many subjects as possible.
0: Go early and go full-time. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Idema. Thank you for your expertise, your insights, and your quite practical advice today. And thank you to you, our listeners, If you'd like to download a copy of Ithema's reports on uni dropout rates and the higher education sector in general, head to our website, grattan.edu.au. You can stay up to date with all of Grattan's news, reports and events by following us on Twitter, at Grattaninst, or on Facebook, Grattan Institute. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, then please help your friends to find it by heading over to iTunes and leaving us a rating or review. And thanks for listening. Grattan Institute is uniquely positioned to bring an independent, rigorous and practical lens to big issues in public policy with the capacity to talk honestly to both sides of politics. We maintain this unique position through the generosity of the public and our affiliate companies. If you would like to find out more about contributing to our continued independence, head to our website to donate, grattan.edu. Au. This has been a Grattan Institute podcast. If you want to hear more, subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes.